amplified. Can we talk for a minute? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, we have to be able to talk to one another. Yeah. Can, yeah. can black men and black women talk to one another? This is Avanan J. Talk three. Okay. Can we talk to each other? I don't know. Can we? I think we should be able to. Well, um, I don't know if we can, but we're going to try, though. Because we have to. Okay, so what what is preventing black men and black women from communicating with each other? It's all y'all's fault. Oh, but here you go. Here you I go. I win. Ding, 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 ding. I it, just it's not a matter of. <laughs> but I won. It's not a I matter won. of who wins <laughs> or who loses. And I'm not going to say that black women are completely innocent in anything, but I do. I want to know what is preventing us from talking to y'all. Are innocent. It's all our fault. Okay, now I'm willing to entertain this notion. <laughs> tell me how it's your fault, Jay. Please, tell me how it's all y'all's fault. It's all my fault because... You're speaking on behalf of all black men right now. Uh, nope. Yeah, I'm, you I'm are. I'm speaking I mean, on you... behalf of all black me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't listen. I wasn't listening. I can't hear you. I don't know. I don't know whose fault it is. Um, I know, uh, you know what they ask on the internet. If you ask a, if you ask a, if you ask the wrong question, they always say, "Who hurt you?" I mean, they ask, who hurt you? There's hurt no you? truth in it. There's no truth in it. I believe there's some truth in it. Yeah, somebody. Uh, we're you probably, all <laughs> right now. You just hurt my feelings asking me who hurt me. You just brought it all back. Triggers. <laughs> you just brought it all back, and they're like, "Good, shut up," because we didn't want to hear you anyway. <laughs> Come on, though. <laughs> whining, whining ass. We don't this want is, no whining, man. This is we don't want nobody it's incredible whining. to me that you would admit to not listening mm-hmm. and all the other stuff and then kind of deflect and use humor as a coping mechanism. Come on, let's talk about it. That's part of the problem is that y'all deflect. Black men deflect and use humor, which is a coping mechanism. Yeah, but if it's time to talk, okay, let's talk. Quit tripping. Okay, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. You might be. I don't know. You, Am I being insensitive? You think so? I don't know. You, it's possible. Why are you defensive right now? You feel like I'm defensive? I don't know. Are you? You're 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 offensive. You okay. Got guns blazing right now. Come on. Let's just. <laughs> Yo, Sam, what are you saying? Take off the jacket. <laughs> take off the jacket of pointing fingers and placing blame. Mm-hmm. Both of us. Let's just do that. And let's just have. Why is it have, hard to have this conversation? Blame, I think. Hmm. Because it's got to be somebody's fault, right? Somebody has to be wrong and somebody's got to be right. I think I think that's part of it. Is it is it really a communication issue or is it that we don't know what to say? I mean, that's possible. That is highly possible. What is required? Because I wonder, do white people sit around talking about what should white men and white women be talking? You know, is that just us? Why... Why do we have this even as a conversation? Is it, Why yeah, is it a thing? You, you, you know, I think um, probably because we all know something's wrong. Something. We don't know what it is. Or maybe some of us know what it is. Okay, what is wrong? Let's not just, okay. Some of us or all of us know that something is wrong. 
I know that N's ain't S. I know that's I know that's for sure. Just say it. You talking about some niggas ain't shit. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just trying to be. <laughs> Is uh, that a what, what you would call an unassailable truth? It's unassailable. I don't know. It is unassailable for some. Have you heard the conversations? I, not in a long time. I mean, I I surround myself with different types of women from that. If Women who believe that. If I do something stupid, I mean, I've done lots of stupid stuff, but I'm just saying, if 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 I'm in public and I do something stupid or embarrassing, uh, I, nobody's going to be surprised. Okay. They're going to say, yeah, we knew it. <laughs> we, we knew it what? We knew it. We knew it what? Uh, Niggas ain't shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I have the fallback of. I hate to giggle when I say that, by the way. You hate it too? I hate it too. Well, it was, I mean, a, we, it we, was we, a coping mechanism. This is an uncomfortable conversation. Is it? Yeah, because we, we do that. We laugh. I guess that's why comedians make so much money when they're funny. Mm hmm. Because they make us laugh at all this uncomfortable stuff. And now I feel bad because I made fun of you for laughing as a coping mechanism. I don't know. I laugh at me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I look, I just had to eat it. I just had to. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, as a black man, you it's, as a thick skin, you have to have it. It's, mm. it's necessary. You cannot function. I don't, I'm not going to say that all men don't have to have thick skin. And that you always have, you know, that your skin, that the depth of your skin is static. Sometimes it's a little bit thicker than at other times, maybe. I've heard the sentiment that why do I have to fight a war in the world, you know, for employment, for my wage, for my purpose, and all these other different areas of my life as a black man, mm -hmm. and then come home and have to fight there, too. So is that part of that thick skin you have to have that carries over into home? Well, let's see. That's that's a tough one. I mean, because who says you have to have it? I guess society doesn't t you don't have to have it. I guess I feel like I have to have it. I don't think you're wrong. I think you do have to have it as a black man. Well, um yes. I, I think you have to have it. And objectively, one would think that in this environment, as a black man, that that would be a prerequisite for functioning. Mm -hmm. Right. But everybody's not built the same. Everybody's not walking around as a black man all day. They're, you know, they're not they're not steeped in that identity as a shield against all that may come. Sometimes they're just a boy with some problems hmm. or a young guy or a young man with some problems or an old man with some problems that happens to be brown and unliked by most of the people huh. around him. That's interesting because really who, who can be just a person if they're black? Who, I mean, what, where is that Liberty? Cause I want some. I want some of that where I can just go and be a person and not consider being a black person. I mean, you can be a person with problems and be black, but you a nigga with problems, okay? To some. To, to the world. Chris Rock said it best. He said he told his kids while they were young, no one outside this house cares about you. Right. And I don't mean it in the sense of like, 
literal caring. But when it comes down to it, you have to be confident in what you have and who you are and go out there and get it and don't be trying to think that everyone is going to be your friend. So with that notion in mind, you got to have the thick skin and then come home and have it there too. No. Okay. Imagine this. Karen sending her little boy out into the world. Oh, God. She says, (laughs) you know what, Uh, uh, Tyler? Tyler. Nobody loves you in this world except black people. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god you, you ooh, ooh. <laughs> that is what mary trump told donald you think so told little donald nobody loves you in this world but black people they uh, will love that's you funny. no and it's true think about how many people idolize how many rappers included something about donald trump's wealth and status 68 as an aspiration 68 are you serious you looked it up Mm-hmm. Literally sixty-eight rappers. There's that I I think I I read something that said there were sixty-eight references to Trump in in like Billboard rap songs. So then, brother makes that music, inspires people who identify with that music, and they see the, the wealth guy. a rich guy. Yeah, the wealth and status mm-hmm. of this white dude as what they want to be and they are walking around with that at home and modeling that aspiration at home. Okay. Wanting to be like Donald Trump. That's pretty scary. Could that be why that niggas scary? got problems? Is that scary? I think that's why niggas got you problems. You think it's Donald Trump's fault? It's <laughs> 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 I mean, wow. it sounds absurd when you come after me like that, but I didn't come after you. It's not Donald Trump's fault. It's my a- president's black, my Lambo's blue, and I say bitches and hoes in every other song but this one. <sighs> but never mind. Anyway. You know what? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> hey, here's the thing. You know, that's what happens when things get um, misused, which is everything. Well, yeah, everything eventually. Market, everything can be commoditized. The everything can be used for something other than its original intended purpose. When you put it out there, it's no longer yours. That's just the reality of it. A part of me wishes that hip hop was never um, not not that I wish it was never put out there, mm-hmm. but I wish that. It wasn't allowed to be commodified. It was hip hop is a commodity. It started like I mean, it's a it culture, started as as a cultural but was, expression. But everybody does it. Everybody does it, right? Okay, I'll give you an example, right? Okay, when we see um, hidden dragon crouching tiger, and we see uh, um, people of different. Uh, ethnic groups culturally appropriating um, Chinese or Japanese iconography in their motif, such as like the Wu-Tang Clan or, um, you know, pick, pick something. Yeah. You know, the point is, is that it's out of, uh, there's a, there's a, there's an admiration there that you have to, that you have to admit. Because There's a thin line between admiration and misappropriating culture, you know. And that's all still in the eye of the beholder. It is. You know, there's a video I watched. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, DMX. So I'm watching DMX, and there's like a sea 
of white people in front of DMX. You know, white people? A C. Uh, in Holland. I don't know where he's somewhere where there's there's this like there were no black people. Mm-hmm. There's like, you know, he might have been in Iowa. There's like hundreds of thousands. <laughs> it looked like it literally looked like it literally looked like uh, the, the uh, Martin Luther King speech. You know, it, li- it literally looked like the March on Washington. There was that many white people. Okay. And he was singing. Um, I don't know what he was singing, but I know that when he said "nigga." I seen a crowd that was, I ain't never seen so many people so happy to say nigga with a nigga. Okay, so where <laughs> is them. that? Okay, they, you know what? When we allow. We exported that. We exported. Yeah. We exported nigga. We exported. The, we had to make, make up money. for the wealth gap. Yeah. I mean, we had to make up for the wealth gap. I think a lot of our detriment is because we don't have economic, you know, widespread in our community economic development. Lots of people made a lot of money off that. But anyway, we're going to segue because that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. We're not. Okay. We're talking about black men and black women. But we are talking. So we're actually, we uh, actually just did a demonstration. Boom. Okay, we I got a question for you. We did. I got a question for you. Okay, if you could talk to black to a black woman and tell her what you would want a black woman to know, ooh, what would you say? Mm, uh, what do you want black women to know? Okay, first, do I do I get to wear a juggernaut suit with like bulletproof <laughs> or ride gear? Do I, do I have to? Do I have to stand naked in front of black women that say it? All right. Or do I have to do I get to wear armor? I'll put it to you like this. Because I know if I was like uh, you know, Morris Chestnut, I could say anything. I I wouldn't even matter. I could I could I could I could put a proclamation. Listen, you could be Barack Obama and <laughs> Barack say Obama can say anything he wants. He can say whatever he wants. You be done got them draws, okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially if uh Michelle's behind him with that coat on. Oh, she was so sharp. That coat. Can I just explain to you that she, Michelle she Obama bomb, is. She could bomb anybody in that coat right now. Oh, my God. She's she fabulous. I want to know what you would say to black women. What would I say? What would What do you want black women to know as a black man? Uh, what do I want black women to know? That I'm here. That's what I want them to know. That I'm here and that I matter. That's what I want them to know. Now, of course, wow. you have a large contingent of, you know, that's not a that's not a shout out. That's not a diss or anything like that because we know the numbers and we're going to get into it. But I think when it comes to matters that should be discussed by us, I don't think there is a larger narrative where our opinions matter to each other. So I won't just stop that at I'm here and that I matter because I think that's also something that uh, black women can easily say. I'm here and that I matter also because you can't take away someone's feeling that they haven't been heard. 
or that they haven't been part, a part of the conversation, at least in an equitable way. So, I think we have differing opinions on what it means to listen. Okay. Because listening is an active um, engagement. Mm -hmm. It's not sitting and looking at somebody while your mind drifts off to something else or being preoccupied with other thoughts. It's being fully invested in what a person says mm -hmm. and um, repeating back to them what they said would be helpful. I mean, you know, some type of acknowledgement of what a woman says, I think, Beyond being here, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being here. Ooh. Now, <laughs> when you start listening for real, you know what I mean? That, that's what women want to know is not that we're perfect listeners because mm. we are learning as we go. I hope we all are. But it's helpful to begin with listening. And I know that a lot of the men I know have problems in that department. They have problems. Big listening. problems. Okay. Well, what are you all saying? I just said what I was saying. See, what? Listen, I literally <laughs> just said what I was <laughs> You can cut that out. I made you mad. No, you didn't. By asking a question. You didn't make me mad. You told me to listen, right? Yeah. Okay, now. And then you said, now what you want me to know? Yeah, exactly. And you really? said, I just told you. You just told me that you wanted me to listen, but you didn't tell me what you wanted me to hear when I'm listening. Oh, okay. Good thing, good thing, good thing. So, okay, then as a woman, when I come to you with a desire for you to listen to me, mm -hmm. then it would be a good idea for me to have in mind what I want you to hear. Because at that point, you're ready to listen. That sounds good. Ah, uh, okay, women. Ladies, we got to be forward thinkers. Ooh. We've got to be forward thinkers. I'm glad I didn't have, I'm glad I didn't, that was not my See, script. don't get it twisted. <laughs> Because we think ahead. We think ahead, but sometimes we aren't forward thinkers. So, okay, I am going to make a call to action to the ladies out there, okay. to the sisters. What is it that we want black men to hear? They're willing to listen to us, but we have to prepare some things for them that we want them to hear, some things they want that we want them to know. So I would encourage you guys to go to our Facebook page, Black and Privileged in America, and hit us up and let yeah. us know. Yeah, we want to know. We want to know what we need to hear. I know what I think black men need to hear. What do we need to hear? We do see you. Oh, okay. But sometimes our personal aspirations can impede us from lifting and supporting the way we should. And that is a Western mindset that's an american mindset that we've adopted and we've allowed that to um, infiltrate our cultural norms and patterns of how we deal and do in relationships now see i think i think a lot of women will challenge you on that they might but they can that they can't they might but and they can i think you will i think i think that from the from what i hear and the you know, in the uh, conversations that I'm privy to when I'm, you know, perusing online, I think that there's a general sense of uh, apathy towards black men that is an extension of the larger culture's uh, appropriation of black male image. 
I think that there's other narratives that are actually in play that are uh, not given as much credence as they should. Such as? Uh, such as black men and their and their ability to, you know, be hands-on parents and, and be accessible to their children and things of that nature. Um, yes, we are shut out to a larger degree than most men out of these out of the economy and we have a large responsibility in that you know I don't like to talk about fault so that's a that's another economic conversation it's our job to get into better positions and to make better decisions um, but where we are from where we are um, we have we have a lot of challenges um, information challenges knowing how to be, what to be, why to be, when to be. Who do you be. listen to? That matters. I mean, really, who is defining what a brother's supposed to be? Um, because that's a that's a thing. It really is a thing. Who's defining what a brother's supposed to be? Because I don't think all of you are listening to the same source. Um, I think many of us are listening to manufactured, propped up sources, and we are. We have a, we have a uh, a level of uh, disdain for certain things in our community. I think um, we used to celebrate we used to celebrate intellectualism. Yeah, we used to celebrate uh, uh, entrepreneurship. We used to celebrate inventing things. You know, there are, there are tons of young brothers and sisters inventing things and doing great things. And, you know, you have people who they, they get likes on Facebook, but they should be famous in our community. Um, I don't think we have a community in the sense that you mean it. We don't have a nucleus of people that hold up a, an ideal a cultural ideal that we can all wrap ourselves around. We don't have that. That's a community. We don't have that. We have black people scattered about. I, I think we do. You think we do? Yes. Am I am I cynical? It, well, I don't think you're cynical. I think that it's just where you're looking. If you're looking, you know, our, it's just like our eyes are, are, we're designed to look. We're not designed to look in 360 degrees, you know, for, for whatever reason. But um, I think because on the Internet, people with similar ideas are allowed to coalesce. Um, they, communities are built that way, you know, and it's unfortunately, um, since information is uh, being uh, tailored, I think it's more echo chamberish than ever, than it's ever been. Okay. I have another question for you. Yes. What um, role do you think the Internet has played in black relationships? And I'll give you an example of um, one, one thing. For instance, you've got um, gospel artist Kirk Franklin okay. has said he was addicted to pornography online. And then you also have, I brought up Chris Rock earlier, he also admitted to being addicted to pornography online. So... That's one way that the internet has influenced their relationships. It could be other things as well. So what are your thoughts on that? About 
how the internet has, has affected. Yeah, is the inter- internet a, a real factor widespread for oh, black people? Well, it's a factor for everybody. So definitely for us. But you know what happens is people adjust around institutions and at this point social media the internet is an institution whether we like it or not and people have adjusted around it these young people have adjusted around it they're you know they have very transactional situational relationships through social media that is it it's transactional isn't it very transactional is it like that with grown folks too i mean really i mean it's a trans i've been married for a minute so i'm kind of i mean i'm gonna play dumb i'm a little out the game it's a dirty game out here it's it's mad transactional there's an article right now um that talked about a certain percentage of women uh have gone on dates for free food that's a rite of passage well you know i I don't see anything wrong with that if i go out and you know i want to take a lady out I don't mind boom pay for everything because I I, I like it like that but the thing is is that at the same time when you're not in position to take a woman out you still want to be you still want to see a woman when you're not in position to to, you know what do you mean you want to see a woman you want to see a woman you want to look at a woman and observe a woman what do you mean see what is see Oh, okay. No, really. What is C? If you can't afford to do anything but C, what is that? Uh, Define C. Ah, uh, but we're supposed to be able to just do it because we care about each other and, and do what, Jay? See each other because we just like spend each other. spend time and share Quality space. Time sharing space. What kind of relationship is this? With uh, Netflixing and chilling. Ain't That's nobody Netflixing and chilling. I mean, the 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 real deal is. <sighs> Let me calm down. <laughs> the parameters of any relationship are determined by the people in the relationship. Okay. But water seeks its own level. Yeah. It does. So, I mean, what are you trying to see? 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 So, are you telling me right now that there are black men today that merely want to enjoy time with a woman and share space with her and would prefer to do that? That would prefer to do that? Yeah. Um, and wouldn't mind doing I mean, I'm saying in lieu of, this is why I want you to break down C for me. Because okay. if you're talking about quality time. Quality time. That to me is better than any taking me anywhere. So to minimize mm-hmm. it and say C, I really, okay, what is C? Because C might not okay. be as bad as you well, say it is. Well, you know is. what? I, I agree with you in that sense that all these things are to be negotiated. When you uh, mm-hmm. when you are in that phase where you're meeting somebody, these are things that you're negotiating. That's what the whole process is about. Some people are content to just be seen. Some people want to be husband and wife. Some people want to be emotionally unavailable. Some people are, you know, those people, believe it or not, they end up finding each other. People who are looking for emotionally they unavailable do. people, mm-hmm. they find all the, there's a whole sea of them out there. <laughs> it's like for like, and like a, you know, you attract what you put out. Well, there was a, what's that quote? Uh, life tells you who you actually are and not who you think you are. Oh my God. That is a truth if I have not heard one today, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. So. Life tells you who you are, or shows you. I don't. I don't. I don't Something know. Something like how, that. Yeah, it was like you are where you are, because 
you this is you you did that mm. you know that's the starting point i i'm beginning to see that perhaps just what we said earlier is that the two the, the people involved in whatever relationship have to be the ones to determine the parameters because even the idea of thinking about why can't black men and women talk to one another that can't be answered not in a general way it has to be answered by the people involved in whatever relationship it is so we so we did answer the question we just reiterated the fact that we are not monolithic even in our relationships i no i think we i think we won that one we agreed black on something. Black man, black woman, we talked. <gasps> we talked. We, we talked. Oh, this is so good. Now, what do we do? What do we do after we talk? We talk some more. So it's a continual thing. Yeah. All right. All right. See you guys later.